0: now proudly presented on SNME. that Sunday night's main event, Patreon and free feed. We just people from the north side, once the timmy's hit the show fine, went to ready on the four ties, heavy traffic during four five, got a hustle on the own time, call the people at port side, we just people- Hey guys, what's going on? It's host your boy, George McKay, back here for another MLW Rewind. And I am solo. That's right, Uncle Bobby B is under the weather, so we wish him well and a speedy recovery. Uh, But I'm going to rock this one out solo. This is our review or fallout, if you will, from MLW Reload. This was this past Saturday's event. I know we're a little bit late. We usually do the fallout show 24 hours after. But like I said, I wasn't feeling great on the weekend. Bobby's not feeling great now. But we didn't want to hold off any longer giving you our recap and review of it. Even though it's just me, it's still the same rewind that you know and love. So let's kick it off, shall we? All right, to kick things off, MSL opens the show with another Sessions by St. Laurent. His guest is the current reigning defending MLW heavyweight champ, Alex Kane. And you know, he tried to recruit Kane to WTF, showed him like what a merger of Boom IA and WTF would look like with the logo and the Boom IA in the middle of the logo instead of the neon. And then he hands Kane a contract and says, we can make insurmountable amounts of money more than what Don King is paying to you. And frankly... We all know what he did to Mike Tyson. Taking shots at Don King when he can't defend himself. Not really cool MSL. Kane asked the crowd. They're yelling, no, no, no. And he throws the pen back at St. Laurent. A really nice pen, by the way. It's a gold ballpoint pen. Very nice pen. And he rips up the contract. And he says that this was built for the people, by the people. And that is on Boomaye. And he just walks off leaving St. Laurent trying to figure out how to tape said contract back together. But, I mean, anyone who expected Alex Kane to go over to the dark side after what he's built with Boumaier and this title reign from his first reign as the open way champ to now, there's no way he was going to leave Boumaier. Never, ever, ever going to happen. At least not while he's the champ or while he's rocking gold of any kind, honestly and truly. I don't see Alex Kane flipping the script like that on us. And if he did, I'd be disappointed. But at the same time, I'd be like... I am mad at you. I am mad at you. I get it. It's all about money at the end of the day because this is the wrestling business. First match of the night was Notorious Mimi versus Zeta. And you know what this match was? Uh, it was good, but it was hard for the fans to really figure out who they wanted to cheer for and who they wanted to boo considering they both disliked both of these ladies. And when Zeta came out with Saint Laurent, it was pretty obvious that she was going to get most of the heat, and she did. But I will say this, Mimi impressed more than Zeta. Zeta still young, still working. Mimi young as well. But uh the veteran out of these two in this match. And I will say Mimi really impressed me with her speed, her agility, her ring IQ. But Zeta wins via the I'm prettier. And one, two, three, Zeta wins. She goes on with the champion. Right after that, Joe Dombrowski tries to catch up with her and MSL. Uh they do nothing but insult Joe. Nothing. Uh Zeta says, uh, after she snatches the mic away from Joe, she says Court Bauer should do better. And Zeta deserves gold. MsL says we'll talk about it in the back. We'll talk about it in the back. You know, I got a good relationship with Selena. Let's talk about it in the back. So she kind of, he kind of scurries Zeta away, um, and we don't really get a resolution at this point in Reload as to what's you know expiring here. Uh, next match on the card: Intergender to Lander versus Good Brother Three. Now, guys, if you know, you know Good Brother Three and Manders. Illy similar body type, or I shouldn't say Manders, my apologies. Mancer, good old Mancer, uh, in body type and stature. And if you haven't figured it out, I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty easy to figure out that that is Mance Warner. But regardless, we'll keep up the KF facade and Good Brother 3 uh, versus Steph Lander. Now, this intergender match had everything from lap dances to chair shots, spears through tables, and more. We also had a marriage proposal. A cheers or accepting of the marriage proposal to two light beers, and then an eye poke and good brother three wins via the roll-up. And uh he put one over on Steph to land her. That's right. For one time in business, she chose love instead of when she screwed over Mance and got him kind of, you know, removed from MLW this time around. Uh, that was business, her and Mac Cardona, United Front. And then this time she chooses love. She accepts Good Brother Three's proposal. And what does he do? He pokes her in the eye, three Stooges style. I love this match. I love this match it was entertaining as hell. Uh, Steph Lander, you know, a little bit of a lap dance going on. And then Good Brother Three with his lap dance, taking the shirt off, all kinds of craziness. This this match was entertaining as fuck. And uh boom. That's just how that one went. Uh, next we get a promo from Lawler and Bishop. Um, uh, they are the dream team. Tell them, Josh. Well, if you don't you don't want to know what uh what I got to tell you, Tom Lawler's gonna to tell you. Well, what I'm gonna tell you is Kane and Riddle, they aren't ready. Tell them, Josh. Well, I could tell them. I could tell them, but you should tell them, Tom. You tell them. You guys should just watch. And this was very reminiscent of those 80s and 90s promos when tag team wrestlers or even wrestlers in a group or a faction would get together and everyone would kind of have their spiel of, I'm gonna tell you but then my partner's going to tell you the same thing, but in a different way. And they, uh, they played this one to perfection. This probably was my favorite promo of the event. I really liked it. Liked it a lot. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd versus Ichiban. Uh, Selena De La Renta and uh, Jesus Rodriguez. Uh, They came out to interfere and Selena was on commentary. Ichiban wins via the Ichiban Kai. Uh, Selena unhappy and Ichiban and Rocky is now set for super fight. That is going to happen. Um, and this match was great. This match was typical Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, he has some really cool shit set up with a couple different ladders, had ladders sprawled up between the rig apron and the guardrail, and he was climbing up a ladder, but Ichiban so quick got off that ladder up on top and boom, dropped Lloyd down, then hit the Ichiban Kai for the win. Um, yeah, even with Selena on commentary and uh, her saying that Jimmy Lloyd looks like her garbage man who picked up her garbage last Tuesday, Regardless, this match was entertaining. And uh, even though Rodriguez tried to interfere, he wasn't really much of a factor. Wasn't much of a factor. This match was pretty much kept cleanly between Ichiban and Jimmy Lloyd. But Ichiban with the win and momentum carrying forward because now we know it is official that Rocky and Ichiban will happen at Superfight two out of three falls for that middleweight championship. So that'll be great. Superfight is building up to be a fantastic. All right, next match on the card. We had, I'm Rob's usually here to save me. So if I say these names wrong, guys, I apologize. We had Maka Miyamoto versus Noah Kakuda. I hope I said those right. And Kakuda wins via a fireman's carry into a stunner. Really impressed with her agility. And these two ladies, both representing Tokyo, Tokyo Joshi Pro, uh and they killed it. This match was the crowd wasn't really into it because I don't think they, a lot of people in Philly knew these two ladies were i myself did not know who these two ladies were but i know anybody brought in from tokyo joshi that we've seen thus far has been nothing short of impressive and these two ladies lived up to it this is a hard-hitting strong style type of matchup these two went at each other hard there obviously is a history there between these two but this match delivered for me i enjoyed the hell out of it and uh, if you get a chance to go back and watch reload you should check it out because this was great free event on youtube two hours went by seamlessly like that mlw is so hot right now That every event they're putting together, uh, especially with bringing in this international talent, has been fire, absolutely fire. And they're also building up within, which is hard to do when you're balancing those international talents coming in for one-off type matches, but still building your storylines through the events. I'll give the creative team and core power all the credit in the world of what they're doing over there right now. I love every single second of everything that I'm talking about. Now, I mean, if you go through the archives in the history, I've never really had not a nice thing to say. Just a couple critiques of my own personal opinion. And that's what these podcasts are. They're opinionated. I have to give an opinion because that's what we do. But uh, regardless, you may agree with me. You may disagree with me. You may think I'm fucking talking out of my ass. And that's fine. That's all at the end of the day. It's all perception. But I feel like what we do, what Rewind does is bring the best of MLW to the masses on a consistent basis. Highlighting this program, highlighting MLW, strictly MLW. On the yeah, we go off on tangents here and there, but for the most part, ninety to ninety-five percent of the content that we bring to you is MLW all the time. Next match on the card: T.R. James versus Delmi XO. Delmi wins via the small package roll up, giving T.R. her first loss in MLW. And right after that, Delmi cut a promo. She calls out Janai, and Janai is needed to come right out. You don't call out the Kick Demon and expect her not to come out and answer the call. And as they're going back and forth in their little, you know, promo battle, MSL and Zeta come out. And this turns into an all-out brawl, and this will most likely lead into a triple threat at Supercard. It has not been made official, but just the way things ended, this will definitely go into that. And it ended with Zeta being carried out, Delmi standing tall in the ring, Janai on the ground, death stare to Delmi holding that title. So either it's going to be Janai versus Delmi, and the winner will take on Zeta. Or Zeta may get involved, and this could be a triple threat. Either way, I love it. And at the end, as Delmi is heading to the back, good old Cesar Durant's henchmen show up, and they hand Delmi a key and a cell phone. Now, one can only assume the key is obviously the door to where Saint Laurent or Saint Laurent, where Cesar Durant is being held, captor, as we know he was kidnapped, fucking a year and a bit ago. Uh, and the cell phone may be the call to give her the location to where he is being held. But regardless, if she does pick up that phone and answer that call and unlock that door, that key to her destiny, having Cesar Durant in her corner definitely benefits the God Queen. So I'm intrigued by this. I'm really intrigued by this little snippet of the story that we're getting here now. And I think working Delmi into it is exceptional. Because Delmi's been kind of stale and stagnant since she lost that featherweight championship to Jani few pay-per-views back. So this is a good way to kind of bring her back into the forefront. And now working into her having possibly a manager, which isn't a bad thing. Delmi can cut a promo. Delmi can talk. But Cesar is a way better talker than anybody that's else out there. And Cesar can go toe-to-toe with Selena and still stand to tell the tale after it's all said and done. So I'm good with that. Uh, Tag team match next. Riddle and Kane teaming up for the first time, going at Lawler and Bishop. Uh, This is a great match. Riddle and Kane win via the Super Bro, and I got to say, Kane was electric. Kane did so many different small things that are intriguing, not trusting Riddle. So when he got the first pin attempt, instead of pinning towards Riddle, he pinned towards WTF because he didn't trust Riddle to have his back, and even Matt Stryker pointed it out after I noticed it as well. I thought that was pretty impressive. These small little nuances of storytelling that's being done in the ring go so underrated uh, when it comes to MLW. But they do it, and they do it so fucking well. But Kane and Riddle, for first time teaming together, had great chemistry. Uh, Bishop and Lawler looked great. Even though they lost via the Super Bowl, they still looked tight. They still looked very, very tough. And I got to say, Riddle standing on one corner, Kane standing on the other corner. We're doing the bro, bro, bro. It was fucking amazing. And uh, I'm enjoying Riddle's return to MLW and what he's bringing to the table And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Now, as they're celebrating in the back, as WTF got to the back, SGC shows up, Matt Justice Manders. there's an all-out brawl backstage. And WTF and SGC, that storyline is far from over. Uh, We may get a match at Super Fight. That has yet to be announced. But regardless, it's going to be awesome when it does. Next match on the card is the returning Sammy Callahan versus the head of the Bread Club. That's right, Kojima. And uh, Kojima comes out, and he's attacked by Callahan right before the match starts. Typical Callahan. Um, And it's a great brawl. Both wrestlers uh, got their spots, and then they finally get in the ring. The match does begin. And Sammy and Kojima, great chemistry. These two were incredible. They really did a phenomenal job of getting their spots in, like I said earlier, doing all the little things that make them such amazing storytellers. And Sammy Callahan's ring psychology is something that I don't think a lot of people recognize or give credit for. And I really enjoy what Sammy Callahan can bring to the table when he's given that creative freedom. Not saying that he didn't have that freedom and impact. We know he didn't have it in NXT, but he did definitely have an impact. um, And he was able to really go with that. And at the end of the day, Sammy Callahan even though he's got a kind of a bad reputation, he also was a company man. Don't forget, this is the guy that took the loss to Tessa Blanchard to make her the first inaugural woman's heavyweight champion of impact in wrestling period. So that's still a history. It's still a historic moment. And Sammy Callahan was part of that for sure. Uh, At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Kojima won with two clotheslines and Sammy's finally down one, two, three. At the end, Kojima talks about how much he loves bread. He had bread this morning. Now he's going to go backstage and have more bread. Thank you. And he leaves. Great. I mean, don't expect nothing less from the great Kojima. Now, uh, we get, after this is the final match of the car, but we get an impromptu Kane press conference. That's right. Uh, he loves the press conferences. He loves the press. He loves the international press. He loves the foreign press. But what he doesn't like is Kojima. Or bread. Or narratives. He doesn't like any of these. And there have been six holes that lost, tapped out, or choked out. Kojima is not going to stop the movement. Kojima is about to get Old Yellard. That's right. He's going to take him behind the woodshed and put him out of his misery. And that's it. That's how it ended. The event was over. But right before we fade to black, we get a little flash of the old Contra flag. And this begs more questions as well. Maybe the key with Delmi has something to do with Contra. Maybe she's unlocking Pandora's box to somehow bring Joseph Samael... And Contra back into the forefront. God knows Jacob Fatou may want to reunite with his old mentor. God knows Joseph Samael is the best talker that MLW's had in the modern run. I will say that hands down. Next to Alex Kane. But I'm intrigued. I don't know where this is all going. But it's all just moving in the right direction. And Super Fight is going to be incredible. That's on February 3rd on fight plus 7.99 again a month guys you can't beat the price point on that and that's it that's it the reloaded review recap wrap up fallout, whatever you want to call it it's in the can sorry it was so late i apologize but hey i got it done even though solo and as as i said before at the beginning of the show we wish uncle bobby be a speedy recovery that's it for this one guys peace love and wrestling we'll see you guys we just Next people up. from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore, fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on your own time. Color people at the port side. We just people from the side.